right, so we are back for another week in quarantine hall. <laughs> I am Victor. And I am Nick. And this is Megashane, your bi-weekly podcast for everything gay and geeky from a Black queer perspective. Yes. What week is it? <sighs> week 80,044. Two months and some change. Nick just learned that I know nothing about wines because I believe in dessert wines. And that's all I think you should be drinking. I've had other wines, you know, the ones they claim you're supposed to drink when you have a steak. And all that stuff in the red stuff that tastes like ink. You know, I've had all Ah, uh-uh, don't do don't do red <laughs> wines like that. Now see let's make me go up. Like now I'm not no uh I don't have a villa or you know grapes in my backyard but i do enjoy more than a bottle of wine at times um so yeah like right now i'm drinking on some french wine called a Beaujolais. um so yeah <laughs> I, well i found out i was reading something recently that many People start drinking wine because of scandals. So scandal and made a lot of people start drinking wine, uh, which is funny because I'm like, it makes sense because you know black black folks are. If we see somebody black do something, we may start doing it. So yeah. a, a scandal has started wine. Surprised that Shonda didn't just start a wine because uh, she could have. Could have you know Maya wine or. Olivia wine, whatever. Amaya wine, that would be like, <laughs> it would either be really bougie, <laughs> like a $100 a bottle, or some malt liquor type shit. What? It wouldn't be anything in between. Well, I, what, Olivia drunk some wine that you had to, you couldn't find it somewhere? I don't know. I yeah. Know about that. So I she don't. always had these uh, brands or these... Uh, special blends that her father had given her or told her about and he was so impressed with it and I'm like okay so just get some box of wine and be done with it <laughs> get some Franzia Chablis and be done with it I guess I mean you know I understand different flavors of hot sauce it's a different quality of hot sauce versus what you get at the dollar store is not going to be the same as the you know freights but <laughs> I, that's, I don't know anything about wines. Dessert wine is good because it's fruity. I prefer bitter wines, like a, a dark red, like a, um, a Cabernet or a Pinot Noir. Um, I do like my Merlots, but I can go with like the, um, the sweeter wines at times. I don't like it too sweet. I like mine, like I like my person, personality, bitter and dry. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This is a good time to start a wine thing. I might all It is. Because liquor have <laughs> So. Do you have total, like, I know we have over here, like, total wines and more. Do you have, like, a something like that, like a, a liquor barn or something like that? <laughs> yeah, liquor barn. That's a good name. Um, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do. There's, there's some places. Um, so I might I'm going to ask some folks, like, what's some good wines? And I'm going to have them. I had a good wine when I was in Vegas when we were at um, the Paris restaurant, the one at the very top. 
Mm-hmm. That was a good wine. Uh, it's just, I'm still in the old school notion of spending a lot of money for alcohol is wasteful. But I think I'm <laughs> looking at your face. Well, I just, I'm just saying that's I, I, I came from that belief that not for my, not for my family because they love good alcohol. But I forgot where I learned. It was like, why would you spend all that money on alcohol because you're gonna waste it? You're gonna either throw it up or drink it up. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I kind of stuck with me in college where I didn't really buy anything. The only thing I bought was wine coolers and boons and Mad Dog Twink Wing. Now, see, that's your problem right there. <laughs> Drinking fucking Mad Dog and Boone's Farm. Like, okay, it's the, if that was the mindset that you shouldn't spend a decent amount of money on liquor, <laughs> then the, all, you can also use that mindset in food. So you can just uh, eat, you know, not even store-bought, like less than store-bought brand names or something that is just shit. You know what I mean? So that doesn't, that, yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah, that makes sense. I do something about that. I would not, because I would not eat Hydrox cookies when there's Oreos. And I would not, no. So I know I get that. I get that. And maybe that is the reason, because I know and when I was a senior in high school, we were drinking Mad Dog 2020. Um, that was approved. That was what our, our parents let us drink. We could only have um, one bottle of that, and then they bought us Zimas and wine coolers. That's about as far as they would let us go. Jesus Christ. So I have to put with my, my parents <laughs> for allowing me to have Mad Dog 2020. Mad Dog 2020. So, I don't even... I've never had Mad Dog. I make too much money to make Mad Dog or drink <laughs> Mad Dog. Uh, like, no. I, speaking of bad liquor, I had this um, watermelon sangria. It was disgusting. It was the worst thing I have ever had in my life. It was like so bad, like the aftertaste. I, thought I had to was- drink drink something else to mask the taste. It was disgusting. I thought it would, but the way it sounds, I thought it would be, it would be good. No. The only decent sangria I have had is when it is uh, from a, a restaurant called Carrabba's. And that's the only good sangria I've had. Like Sangria that is bought in like a, a bottle that's already pre-made, to me, it is never good. Yeah. Things you learn. Things that you learn. The things that you learn. So how have you been since the last time we recorded? Well, I've been good. Um, again, I can't complain. I'm working, you know, trying to figure out. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with college. Um, are we going to open? Not open. Are we going to do a hybrid? It's just a lot of these things. But they'll figure it out. They just need to hurry up and do it. Um, and been working on um, a book I've been I've done that before, but the, well, 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 let me rephrase that. Working on a regular book, not a graphic novel. I'm just doing the outline of it, which has been really fun, um, really fun because it's like wow, I didn't know all this. I was looking up stuff about African and Egyptian uh, mythology and witchcraft, and it's been really fun to do. Realizing that we don't have a lot of that stuff out there, um, mm-hmm. 
And looking at when we have done it, it's been, you know, attached to slavery or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to do that. But also looking at books in general, because, uh, you know, people are writing books these days and this is a good time to do it. Um, but realizing that when we have books, black queer men have books, you know, it's usually it's a, it's either like a memoir or, you know, nonfiction. But someone pointed out that when we see these books, they always bit, they always riddle in misery and pain. And I was like, because it was like somebody's book, they said, it, it's basically about the title that has fire in it is because they almost got set on fire as a kid for being gay. And I was like, oh God, okay. Oh, Jesus. And then, you know, I was, other stuff that I've been listening to, there was a book I was listening to. Um, and I just feel like, okay, so do we have upbeat? It's, it made me feel like, okay, are we, you hear some people say, don't sell our pain, but at the same time, we're selling our pain. So I'm like, I wonder if we will ever have a day or ever be a day we'll have like a black queer uh, memoir. And again, these memoirs are it's people's lives. So they're not making it up, but can we get something where it's a little bit more uplifting or just something different, where it's not always talking about our misery. You know what I mean? Like it's not all of us grew up the same way, not all mm -hmm. in the same type of situation. Some of us had a Denise Huxable life and some of us had a, um, Shauna Ellsworth life and some had <laughs> um, Eddie from growing not growing pains Eddie from um, you know Winslow they had that life I can't think of the show wow um, but um, family matters so everybody had different types of black life so I'm like can we just diversify our stories to a degree I, but again these are people's real lives but at the same time I'm like have to remember who are the agents and the people who are green lighting books and i realized that a lot of the agents are white i as i've been looking for an agent i have seen three black ones and there's actually there's more than that i've seen i'll say maybe three more but very little and one guy one black man who's actually into fantasy and mythology type of books um, there's plenty of women, but I was like, wow, there's not that many Black people in this industry. So it's going to always be interesting as a Black person trying to get an agent, um, finding somebody who will represent you, but also finding somebody of color. Um, that's also kind of interesting, too. So that's been interesting in the whole round thing of what I've been doing. And um, buying OGI Joes. I don't know where that came from. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, why old GI Joes? I don't know. I it started from I never had the Scarlet action figure. I never had it. I had all the other women, never had her, and she is the goat basically. <laughs> she was the first. Uh, and so one day I was like, I'm gonna get them all back. I'm just get all the women. It's only six. Um. So I've been on eBay. I have all of them except CoverGirl. <laughs> and I just spent $88 on Scarlet. So I mean, that's actually reasonable. Well, it is to open. me. Well, it's open. But if it was oh. in a package, that's $1,500. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> Never mind, man. But the, but the the new trick is you get a re you get a refurbished um, uh, package. So what people are doing now? So if they had a Scarlet from nineteen nine, it's nineteen eighty three. They had Scarlet figure. They kept her in like plastic or in glass the entire time. They will repackage it. So they'll actually go and repackage it in the original package it came in. You can buy it for like eighty dollars. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I'll do that. I have the original. I have Evelyn and Tila still in the package. Nubia still in the package. The Wonder Woman doll from the 70s in the package. Um, Glitter and Gold Gem, the original one, still in the, the package. The one where she had that big ass, uh, that big ass hair yeah. and the bustier and the gold skirt. Yeah, she's sitting in this one. Um, and they redid it for um, uh, Integrity Dolls. And it looks better. That one is better, but I do have the original glitter and gold gem in the box. And video and clash in the box. Okay. I still have um I have a the the movie, I think it was Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Uh X-Men, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I have something else still in the package. I think it was I think it's Toad. From the movie, um, and I know the boyfriend has like a Megazoid. He has some kind of uh, Power Ranger in the package still. I still have my old Blackbird jets from the animated series and the uh, the movie. Now the packages, I've beat the hell out of those. <laughs> They're just terrible. But yeah, I have some. Yeah, the funny thing is, I remember when the X-Men toys came out, the Jean Grey and the Storm had to be, they had to redo them because the Storm, her zipper was down too low and they felt like her breast was more exposed. I remember that. So I remember buying that one in Jean Grey too. And I will never forget, this was a miracle. Um, So when, was it Batman Begins? No, it was Batman. It was the second one with the Joker. The Dark Knight? Yeah, the Dark Knight. Right. Yeah. And when they made the figure, they made it too graphic. So they saw the cuts in his face and they had to get rid of those. But all of a sudden they became like big money makers. So on eBay, me and my partner at the time, we went to the, our local grocery store that was just up the street from us in LA. They had like eight of them and we bought all eight and sold them all. On, we sold them all on Twitter, uh, no, uh, eBay. That paid uh-huh. for our trip to New York City. That paid for the flight. Really? That paid for our hotel for a week. Wow. I'll never forget that because we were like, wow. We saw it and we read like a little story about it. And then we, somebody had it on eBay and they were paying $200 for it. This was only like $9. Like they paid $200 for this. So we went to Ralph's. And there were like eight of them. We were just like buying them. And somebody was like, why are you getting that one? I was like, just, we like to do your business. Mind your business. We bought that one. We went, we bought like three more. And so we, we sold them all. And that paid for our entire trip. Like I was like, I am amazed how we pay for our trip <laughs> selling these figures. Wow. You know, folks will buy anything, really. Well, and what else you been doing? Um, shopping. I saw you get got some new shoes. 
Yeah, I've been, um, I don't know, trying to fill the void. Um, spending money that I shouldn't really spend. Um, what else? I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Like before we even started uh, today, I was uh, rewatching for like, I guess the fourth time um, that Enron documentary, The Smartest Guys in the Room. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is just the greed of Hasidity. Actually, you know, I'm gonna take that back. The greed of white folks and that kind of power that you know, did I don't did you when did you move out to California? Because there was a time where they were playing with the uh, the Californian electrical grid, like they were basically man-made blackouts. So when it was low, they would take the power out. And so when they put the power back in, people would have to buy it at a higher end. They were doing shitty, shifty-ass shit like that, uh, inflating prices or claiming that their um, uh, the company was this price when really it was this price. It was just like, I don't understand... Like, I understand it, but I don't understand how it got to that point where, you know, the the fraud was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you like, I, I don't know how to stop it, you know? And then they're not the people, the people at top are not the folks that suffer. It's the, you know, the random coordinators or the people that are, you know, part-time that had their pensions blown away or this that the third and this is not the first time this has happened you know we saw we saw enron we saw bernie madoff there's some shit that is going to go down after this quarantine or this corona is controlled that is going to happen because everybody was saying oh we need to reopen the economy we need to reopen the economy the economy is never technically closed you know you're still paying bills you're still getting shit off Amazon. You're still going to Wayfair. You know, you're doing this. The economy, the economy is not closed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's going to be another scandal 20 years after this is all said and done that comes into, oh, well, if, if we knew what we knew now, then it should have never happened. You know, that old bullshit that folks like to say. Um. Other than that, playing too much video games, um, terrorizing my cats like usual, or they're probably terrorizing me. I don't know. It's a a mutual terrorizing. Uh, I've watched a lot of documentaries. Uh, I think I said that already. Um, especially, I don't. If you have Hulu, uh, the on the Gospel According to Andre is about the. Uh, I think he wasn't a fashion editor, uh, but he was a prominent in the Vogue, uh, Andre Leon Talley. If you don't know him, he was a judge on um, America's Next Top Model, I would say cycle nine through, I think, 15 or 16. Those numbers might be off. But it kind of reinvigorated my life, well, my love of fashion and style, um, 
And I kind of, I don't know, I, that, it made me appreciate it more and look into, you know, fashion documentaries. I know there's a, another one on Hulu um, about Vogue's fashion editors from, I would say, 19... 50, 40-ish to now. And they go through all of these different fashion editors they've had. And they've, uh, if you are into Vogue, uh, there was a, uh, the 120th issue of the of Vogue, Lady Gaga was on the, uh, the cover. And you know, they just talk about that and how on the, uh, the spread that they had all of these different uh, fashion designers from Givenchy and Versace and all of this jazz um, and how they had the Alice in Wonderland shoot. Um, so I've been, I've been doing that, getting acquainted with what I think is style. And I think that shopping has helped that, you know, whether it be I'm shopping for the house or I'm shopping for myself, learning what I like and what I don't like and what I want to say through my clothes. Other than that, wondering when I'm going to get back to some kind of normalcy because I don't want to go out. I think this virus or this pandemic has make is making me become agoraphobic. Like I going out when I just go for a run, I'm like, oh, do I really want to go out? But then I'll sit home and it's like I kind of want to go out. It, it's it's such a quagmire. I just, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I I go, like I went on a five mile walk yesterday. Um, I try to get out of here as much as possible. Um, or I'm making a treat, like I know Friday nights, I do, I drive around Los Angeles just to get out. Like, even though I have nowhere to go, I'm just going somewhere. But it's fun to do, you know, I have a, a playlist for it all and everything like that. Um, and I, I, so I'm not buying any clothes or anything. I, I did look at some clothes, like I, I would talk myself out of it, like when I'm gonna wear it. I already have a lot right. of clothes. I, I just need to, there's no need. Or if I go into Target, which is sad, you go to so many stores, you see like sales like clearance, you gotta get rid of it because it's been sitting here. It's been sitting here. Uh-huh. I'm, like, yeah, I'm gonna get it now because it's eight dollars versus thirty. So yeah, you're gonna get it. It's funny to go in Target because I I will go in hoping to find weights. Never there. I need to buy some. Actually, I need to buy some resistance bands. I was I probably gonna go to Dick's Sporting Goods. That's what I use. I'm gonna. Do we have a Dick's? I think we do. I'm gonna look. But in Cal, y'all should. We do. <laughs> I think it's only you can curbside i think it's like that i'm like really i want to look if target's not club side y'all shouldn't be club side but anyway um y'all go to target look at stuff um and what else oh we just about documentaries i moved here in 2007 so i don't know what they were doing but i there will be a documentary about the housing crisis because that's when all that well, all the stuff went really low. People started buying all these houses and properties and everything. That's going to happen again because I know here in California, they've been really like, it's been hitting the landlords. Like, guess what? Uh-huh. That, you know, that cash gouging y'all been doing is, is coming back to haunt you. And with the mayor and the governor, like, 
you're gonna have to do something soon because we can charge y'all for doing this. Or they've been forcing people, like when you raise rent, they have, they are making them just like, why are you raising rent? Don't right. raise it because it's like, oh, okay, people are moving here. Raise it because, oh, I'm adding something new to the building. But if you don't have anything new to add, like if you're not adding washer and dryers in every apartment or you're not doing anything, they will fine you for trying to raise the prices up. Uh-huh. Um, also about to go after everybody who, who keeps buying up property and building new places because they're, they're they either half empty or not even feel they're like every brand new building that has come up within a year has at least a floor or two that are empty right so we're just like well then what's the point and then they may force them to do like you have to do uh low-income housing right spots or you're basically are committing a crime i don't know you're committing a crime but they're really trying to make it harder on people to do this because the governor was like this shouldn't be a place la should not be a place that you can only live if you're rich but that's the message that we're sending to the rest of the country so we need to flip that and change that so i hope they do that so we can move into these nice places if we're not making over a hundred thousand dollars a year and that's still kind of on the low end. I know. That's what I make here. I will be living. If I was in Lexington. Oh, shit. Bitch, you can stay at the castle. I know. I'll be rolling on the ground like Anne Margaret on the fur coat with the money I make here. Like, I'll be like, a condo. Bitch, I have two. I don't know about that. But I, I would literally be living it up. Or I could, I could actually have. For what I pay a month for this, I could literally go back and own my house that I had. Like the you house. can own two houses, like especially yeah. in Lexington. Like, granted, there are some places around me that have like maybe they start like at the two fifty mark. Mm-hmm. Especially, there's just one house. Like, I don't know. It looks like a fucking boarding school. Um, okay. It's huge. Um, but you can find a decent place around here for at least a hundred thousand. That's a fantasy in this town. <laughs> That's a fantasy. You can't even get a you could even get you could even buy this place for a hundred thousand. That's how horrible it is. So it's been also interesting because I've been seeing a lot of people leave LA. Like I've been seeing that happen for many years. But recently, I've been seeing like an exodus, uh-huh. uh, because it just feels like, oh my god, it's weird. Cause I'm like somebody who just moved here like a few months ago, no, about two years ago. We're like, well, are we moving to North Carolina? I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Or people moving to um, Florida or moving to uh, Seattle, which is expensive too. Seattle's not cheap. <laughs> Um, but it is really, really interesting to see a lot of people just move or moving now. I guess it's the right time to move, but it's really, really, really fascinating to see how people are now leaving here. Um, cause it's gotten a little crazy. I guess a lot of people are laid off. So it's hard to keep up staying here and LA, like you were saying, people are still paying bills. People are still you know, doing all the things. They haven't canceled rent in many of these places. So I think people are just taking advantage now of just getting out. And it's really kind of sad, you know, that this is what's happening. You got 100,000 people dead and 
what millions out of work and it's just really scary it is really scary and who knows what's going to change and how long it will take for us to bounce back so that's going to be a fascinating thing to see um but at the end of the day we're still alive we're still getting through seeing the madness <laughs> as we truck along um also what was something that i saw that was really weird um also realizing that a lot of people now since we've been at home everybody's at home so you're learning a lot of bad habits that your neighbors have <laughs> so that's just been well basically fascinating. yeah um a lot of i have a lot of industry people who live in my complex um and so they are out of work and they're home getting drunk uh oh, you just <laughs> y'all can't see it but i am uh pouring another glass of my Beaujolais. um see I, I think you need to try this brand that's somebody's name all right <laughs> um but no, I mean, like, it, it's funny because, like, it, sometimes at late night they'd be out here, um, just out here, just lit. They were out here last night, just kind of lit. Mm -hmm. Well, shit, there ain't nothing else to do. I mean, and then, I, else to do, and I feel bad for them because, you know, it's like, you know, I'm right here, I can't do nothing. Mm -hmm. um, our newest neighbor, uh, one of them, he's black and British. Um, mm. Yeah, he drives a Jag. I was like, child you live over here with us you got a jag okay mm. uh, but yeah is i was gonna ask what he does i'm gonna add, oh, i'll probably do that later all right well let's go ahead and get into aunt may's tea not too much out there but because you know but stuff is happening we're gonna kind of get in we'll start small um don't know if y'all seen pixar's new little short movie called out but it is geared towards us. <laughs> um, for those who are mad at Disney for always, you know, not giving us what we should have. But Pixar did. And so it's a very interesting short about, I don't want to spoil it, but it's about someone really coming out to their family. Um, it's an interracial couple. Um, Miguel is Latinx, but it's really about the white partner so um, not the white partner trying to come out to his family uh, I, I won't get into the details but it's really cute it's only nine minutes and it's really nice it's on a disney plus um and it was nice to see that you know that they're doing something could use a full-fledged something but we have to get that with love victor so that'll be coming out i think at the end of the month or next month mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be talking about that soon but it was a, it was a good short i recommend y'all seeing it you get a chance to see it. I think I have Disney. Yeah, I do have Disney Plus. So I'll take a look at it. It's only nine minutes, like you said. So yeah. And I'm realizing that a lot of animations get very queer. Um, Shira just ended fifth season. Ended very queer. Um, I'll spoil it because everybody else will spoil it. Um, Catra and Adora. I saw the the video, or I saw like a, a a gif of it, and I didn't know exactly what it is because I've only seen one episode of Shira. Um, I need to get on that. Um, and you know, more queer representation, especially in animation. Yeah, because Bo's fathers um, of, of color, which you don't always see, um, 
which was really nice to see that. And um, a lot of queer overtones in this show. So it's a fun show. I recommend people get a chance to look at it. Um, if you just want to watch the fifth season only, you can do that <laughs> and get caught up. But it's it's really, really good. It was really good to see that. It was really good to see out as well. So check those two out. They are here. Um, we might do a special just on the Apocalypse War because I did see that. And Nick, you have to see it because it's a, it's, this is where they. This is where DC shines. Is in their animated. Movie. In an animation, yep. And they really give you. I was the ending was really good to like. Some people have talked about it like an end game or what have you. It's a really good movie, and I really think people need to see it. But we're gonna talk about it in the future, so get ready for that because it's a, it's an hour and a half movie, filled with so much stuff. I wanted to buy it, but for twenty dollars, I don't want to buy it. Well, you can rent it now. Oh, good, yeah. good, cause <laughs> you can rent it for six dollars, I think. So. Oh, is it bad that I think that's still too much? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because normally you're you can rent them for like three ninety nine, but mm-hmm. I, feel like I, I got six dollars because I ain't using it to go eat at you know. Long John Silver, so why not use it doing this? So I just never watched it. Really good. I watched it late. I watched it, uh, started at 10.30 at night. And I was like, this is a good movie to go to bed afterwards. So it's like, Is it better than the uh, Flashpoint Paradox? Yeah. it's it, it. I'll spoil a little bit. They talk about the Flashpoint in it. Okay. So, but it's better. <laughs> it's better. Um, but while we are talking about DC... The word came out this week that the Snyder Cut is real. And not only real, it's going to be on um, HBO Max next year. Next year? Yeah. You know. It is, it's four hours long. Okay. <laughs> Already, the, I have to break it up in like three days. And what has been described is it's darker it's more real to life um now dc the reason why we got the version that we got is because they wanted to be a little bit more cheerier which is why joss whedon did what he did because they realized that that is you know the dark way was not winning it wasn't winning and marvel perfected you know the, the way of making it fun comical but also really enduring they tried to do that with this didn't really work now the Snyder's cut coming is four hours long of all that of that dark, depressed filter and all that. Wasn't there? Uh, I remember reading something that there was supposed to be some kind of rape scene in what Snyder had cut. Yeah, uh, and it involved like I guess Batman getting raped or something. Yeah. Like, am I imagining? Was that like a fever dream or? Did I actually read that? Yes, I remember. We'll have to put that back up, but I might have to find that part to be like, is that going to be in the Snyder Cut? But, um, because <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> right, yeah, let's start off with the time. Four hours. Four hours. Like the longest Marvel movie is not four hours. And it's three, no. it's three and a half. 
That's already pushing it. And, but it made sense because, you know, we were going through what happened five years later and the plans to change everything. Right. This movie, they were trying to stop the mother box or dark side that we never saw. I, I Okay, I will give them credit because I would like to see it a darker side of the superhero movies the live action superhero movies, I will give them credit for that. However, if uh, it always feels like, and this is my criticism of the DC live action movies, that they always try to compete with Marvel. And they couldn't compete with Marvel because they didn't have the outline or the plan or the structure to compete with them. I've always said that DC has the better storylines when it especially when it comes to the human emotions human conditions i just don't like them trying to compare themselves or trying to emulate what marvel did when marvel already had this jump or this head start with them and it always felt like the justice league was rushed like it didn't Makes sense to already have them together when they're, the build up to them being together felt forced. I might watch it like in pieces because four hours is oh, shit, that's half of a shift. Well, there was talk that they may split it up into chapters. Girl, I mean, you know what? <laughs> we ain't got no jobs to go to. We don't have shit to do. Just go ahead and release it. That's what I was saying. Why don't you just release it now? This is the perfect time to do it. I think they're afraid because we have the time. We have the time to watch it, but also to really break it up. So that's why I'm thinking they probably don't want us to have this time to think about it, but uh-huh. it's the perfect time to do it. So we may see the black suited Superman, the the fantasy this scene, whatever that was all about. Um, the things that he wanted to cut out, more about the paradox, the Flashpoint paradox. Mm-hmm. We'll see dark side in this. Okay. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, because the fans are, are rabid. Like, you can't say nothing bad about it. They'll come attack you. They've attacked me. Um... They, I had to like mute it. It was funny because I was like, okay, y'all doing the most over this movie. But I said, if Josh Whedon couldn't save this movie, because Josh Whedon can do movies. We know that. Yeah, I remember he was attached to it until yeah. he just, until he wasn't. Yeah. But, but Zach, the last good hit Zach had was 300. And even that was pushing yeah. it. That was actually like a homoerotic film that you would see on Showtime or Cinemax 11.45 on a Friday night. Everything <laughs> else, you know, I think about Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, Sucker Punch was, is not bad. I looked at it recently and it's not bad. I, that movie was a movie that we loved. With. I was in Hawaii and we walked out of that movie. Wasn't Rose McGowan in that? No. She... No, um, that was something else. Okay, that was the uh, fuck, whatever that movie was. Um, 
Let's see, Sucker Punch, Batman Superman. Are you sure she wasn't in that? No, she wasn't. She was not in Sucker Punch. Um, I forgot her name. I like I like her in movies. I can't remember her name. But she was in it because she died in it. Well, a lot of them died. <laughs> but Vanessa Hudgens was in Sucker Punch. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah. The girl, the Asian girl who was an RA. And then she was on the real world. Then she became a movie star. <laughs> um, the movie you, star is pushing up. <laughs> leave that girl alone. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, you know, it's going to come out. We're going to watch it. That should be an event. Um, before hours, though. And I'm thinking, like, I, I, it was long enough. Justice League was long enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is going to happen in this. Because this is also the life and death of Superman, too. They brought Superman back. I forgot all about all these pieces because that movie was like kind of like they threw everything in this movie. So I, I'm like, what are they gonna do? I don't know. It wasn't. Um, oh gosh, what was her name? Uh, the woman who played Lois Lane. Uh, oh fuck, what's her name? Oh, Adams. Yeah, she was. Yeah. <sighs> like she was annoying, <laughs> and Lois Lane to me wasn't annoying. You know. I don't know how they, they they made her a Karen in that fucking movie. Well, we're about to do all this other stuff. I think there's more scenes on, on the mascara and more of the scene of how they the gods were fighting. I was like, well, that was enough what they gave us in the regular movie. But I was like, okay. But the fact that you Stefan Wolf, I'm like, Stefan Wolf was like the not the one. He was like the I don't I don't even you have all of these villains in the DC universe to pull from and that's the one you pull from. that's Steppenwolf okay well they're trying to build up to you know they build up to Thanos they're trying to build up to Darkseid but how can you build up to Darkseid when you don't have a pathway to build up to him no like you don't there has to be some kind of stepping stone to get to the big boss. And all of a sudden, you just give us the big boss. But then first, you give us this minor boss who doesn't even really make sense in the whole storyline once you look back at it. It's just very... The DC live-action movies do not make sense. And I wish they would take time to make sense because... Like, some of the casting was good. Like, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was good. Ben Affleck was a decent Batman. And Henry Cavill was a good Superman. Uh, who was the, the little boy that was the Flash? Um, uh, Ezra. Yeah, yeah, Ezra Miller. And uh, Ray, whatever the fuck. Uh, his <laughs> Ray Miller. Yeah. Uh, he was... He was a good... The casting is good. It's just like the X-Men, like the X-Men movies. Uh, I can never not see Sir Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart as uh, Professor X and Magneto. 
you know, the casting is good. It's just the story, the script and the screenplay don't make sense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's that creative process. And I'm always, I'm very, I would love to be in the room when they do this, when they sit down and go, so what the story is going to be. And I always wanted to know, like, who, it has to be that one person in the room to be like, why are we doing it this way? Or why are we changing it up? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like, I was just, I did rewatch the Jam movie, and I still will sit there and go, who, when you had Christy Marks, when y'all finally put Christy Marks in the room, who told you to make Rio, the owner of Starlight Music, <laughs> and the son of Eric or Erica Raymond? Like, who told y'all to do that twist when you didn't? And have- they put uh, Synergy as some kind of off-brand Wally. Yep. I'll never forget when my, well, I don't know if he'll get, he won't get in trouble. I won't say his name. Well, my friend showed me um, Synergy, and I was like, because he made Synergy, and I was like. Uh, I would have lit his motherfucking ass up. No, I couldn't, because I was like, eh, it's not it's not your fault. You're doing what you're told, but. Was any questions asked? Like, why are we? <laughs> the partner is like, no, you could have had the synergy thing. And um, until this day, I will always say the biggest, the biggest mistake of that movie was the of them erasing Jackie Bit. That was the biggest thing because I was like, y'all know the reason why Jam is even Jam is because of Jackie Bit. That's the only reason. But they made her father in the movie. He played music and he loved music. I'm like, okay. I, okay, I will not watch that. I, I know. No, I will, I will not watch that fucking movie. One of the biggest things they made a mistake in is casting them as younger girls. Jericho was a grown-ass woman. All of these people were grown-ass women. Jericho was an executive. So to dumb her down to a teenager that just so happened to like music and all of a sudden, you know, we're going to put her on YouTube or whatever the fuck they want to call it and say, oh, uh, she's going to have her alter ego as Jim. Like, first of all, that was offensive to the original Jim. And second of all, you had that synergy. Synergy, if you don't know, I don't know how you don't know. Synergy was based off of Jackie Benton. Because Emmett Benton, Jerrica and Kimber's father, made her in her image to look after the girls. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, you can go to uh, season three, uh, Out of the Past, when they find the master tapes. Anyway, like, I don't understand how you extrapolate whatever you got from the original content into something else that doesn't even look like the original content, but you want to call it the original content. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it didn't make sense. And then they have to have some high yellow half a plan, uh, Shana. Yeah. Um, for those, we, we talked about eyes. If you watch eyes, I forgot his name. He was the one in the wheelchair. That's her father. 
um, in real life. I, uh, Andrea, Andrea Pernod, like, so it's something like that. I cut her some slack because she went through a hard life. She, I, I know she went through some hard stuff in real life. But yeah, when they cast her, that was the first mistake. So I was like, we not see Shanna? Shanna is a dark sister. The dark skinned woman. We, we got, we have this biracial woman playing her, uh, which is a interesting thing because you see that a lot. That's, I mean, we are mm-hmm. before, but it was just kind of really prevalent then. But yeah, these women were grown. I think the youngest was Kimber, and Kimber was out of high school. So they were they were in their mid twenties, um, yeah. Because Kimber, I because there was an episode where she said, "Remember we were in high school." So I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay." So therefore, you are you're probably like a twenty one year old. Everybody else is like twenty five or whatever. And, and it, that's why Kimber was in the episode in the cartoon. Kimber would always be the brat of the group. Yeah, because she was like the young one. Yeah. So yeah, the movie. When it comes to movies, I, I never, even the Marvel movies, they have strayed away from the original story, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, uh, Civil War was not the Civil War in comics. Um, and uh, the Infinity Gauntlet was not the Infinity War. So mm-hmm. I, we get that, but you have to, somewhere someone has to say, make it make sense to where no one's sitting there breaking it, tearing it apart as you go along. And the DC live action films, the universe doesn't make sense. Yeah. Jim didn't make sense. And wasn't there, uh, hold on, was it Kasha cast as pizzazz? That kind of worked, though. You have to, again, you have to see it. It would have worked if they <laughs> had the right people behind it. It would have worked. Uh, I still think um, Anna Ferris would have been a great um, pizzazz. Okay, that's a choice. <laughs> because I, there was that movie, Best Friends. She was in it. And she played like a, a pop artist who was a brat. And I, from that, I was like, I can see this. I can see her pulling it off. But Anna Ferris is good at playing different types of characters. This would have been like the way Robbie, like the, uh, what's her name? That Robbie girl. Like how she's good at playing. Margot Robbie. Yeah, she could play all types of characters. Um, and it works, even though you, when you look at it, you're like, can you do this? And then you're like, oh, you can do this. So I've always kind of saw Anna Ferris as playing possessed because she would have been that over the top person that we needed to see. But I don't know. I Jumping back to uh, um, Justice League, I, it's going to be on HBO Max. I'm not paying $11 a month to see it. You know they're gonna sell it. You know they're gonna they're gonna re-release it back in DVD. They're gonna put it on Amazon Prime. They're gonna yeah. They may give it a theatrical release. They better not, because that's gonna be like Ishtar and all those other movies they didn't. Because who? I mean, the fans will go and see it, but again, this is for hours. And this movie, anybody gonna go back and see a movie that they didn't really like in the first place? Right. Justice League was. At best, a C. <laughs> I, yeah, because when I sat and watched that movie, I remember I was just sitting there like, I was just like, like I, right, even like, okay, so they're gonna do that. They're gonna do this today, like Batman versus Superman was the that was an experience because I remember sitting there and I was just like, so you know, sitting there in San Francisco, 
just shake in my head like, why are we doing this? Like, right. The whole Martha thing. <sighs> Your mother's name is Martha. Oh, my name, mother's name is Martha. Okay, now we best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. The highlight of that movie was seeing Harry Cavill in those jogging pants. That was about. That was the highlight. He, I mean, I was going to say the highlight was Wonder Woman, but yeah, oh, I mean, well, you know, the highlight too. You know, that said, I forgot that she was in. The, she was trying her best to, you know, make that movie work, but you know, you can't put a square shape in a round hole. You know that that was a high, but she was a highlight. I, let me give her flowers. That was a highlight, and you know what? The movie could have just started with her just jumping in that scene, and that would have been movie for me. I'm like, okay, well, that was a movie. I'm good. You can go home. But. Um, yeah. Compared to other superhero movies that failed on its own, <laughs> it was less than tolerable. I will, I don't want to see it again. But, you know, it's... They try to give it to us, so... Right, they're trying to give us uh, what did uh, Got to Be Real say? They tried to give us couture and they ended up giving us canine. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, they are about to do that. But we'll see in another year or so. Uh, Wonder Woman is still designated to come out in August. So I don't know. I'm not trying to go to the movie theater this month, next month, July, or probably not even August. Yeah, you know, I think they just should just, I get they want a theatrical release, but I think they should start really activating that whole home release. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll pay the little, it'll be $20. I'll do that. You know, I can sit and watch it more, more than once. But we'll, we will see. They were the toys are out. They are releasing the dolls and everything else. I've seen some of the stuff, so it will be. I will be purchasing some of that. Um, but that's what they got coming up. I don't think um, there's rumors that they're going to start working on. If the rumor about Justice League is if this goes well, then this Justice League two is is back on. I want to see it. I really, I want them to succeed so much because I love a lot of those characters in the DC universe. I just hope they have a game plan. And I don't know if they do. They're just like, oh, we want to do it, so we're going to do it. You know, at, at Warner Studios right now, they have the big billboard of Wonder Woman, and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling you. Um, I don't know what else they can do. I mean, Batman, the Batman is coming. It's coming where we wanted it not. And um, what else they got? Shazam 2 and Suicide Squad. Oh, they're still doing that? Shazam wasn't bad. I actually, well, I was like, I'm going to sit here and watch it. It wasn't bad. Um, but Suicide Squad 2, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I thought that kind of, like, Suicide Squad kind of wrapped up everything. No, they, they, you know, because remember they, um, Idris is going to be in this one. She was already cast. To be the, as, as what? He's going to be the new dead spot because I think 
Will's character is going to quit because of his daughter. And so a new one is coming out. Oh. Oh. Because I forgot that Will Smith was in that movie because that was kind of a Will Smith-driven thing. It was, and I'll, I'll be the first to bet. I'm not that much of a Will Smith uh, fan. Yeah. Well, you know, DC is DC. And... Um, you know that we did get some news that they're going to add more episodes to Loki. So they're really trying to expand what Loki's going to be. They also added some new characters to um, Bucky and Winter Soldier. No. Winter Soldier and Flash. No. Falcon. Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Girl, where are you at? <laughs> where am I at? But they're, they're adding more characters to that. So they're still working these kinks out. Now, weren't we supposed to already get these episodes? We were, which I wish they would have been done. This would have been a perfect time to release all of that. Uh-huh. Um, I think they have to go back and do like final production pieces. Oh, post, post, uh, what do they call it? Post-production yeah. filming or whatever. So yeah, they can do that. And um, as long as we get something soon, it just feels so naked without anything new everything is kind of whatever is is on the shows on the show i feel like now people are releasing the shows they said no to or the pilots they were like no but we had like six episodes we may just release that over the summer because what else are you gonna do right. uh, so i've been noticing a lot of hulu a lot of um prime are like releasing like these series and shows and netflix seemed to have nothing but a whole bunch of series they had somewhere hidden They've been releasing. Yeah, all of a sudden, they got, oh, well, we got this, this, and that. Yeah, shows like they, that one show that, not still Magnolias, but Sweet Magnolias. Um, oh, I didn't hear that. Oh. <laughs> I missed that one. That's the other show, you know. So check that Did out. you see uh, that show, that Tyler Perry show, Bruh? I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm not doing that to myself. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, is this a parody? Is this like, is Matt TV coming back? He has sisters. So, oh. which that was garbage too. No, you know what? At least they got a job. I'll say that. Yeah, that's. Or at least they had a job. I don't know. Because I, I don't see that being renewed. I, oh, I, I'm afraid to watch, bruh, because I know I'm going to be... I'm not going to be able to watch it with a straight face. The way that Fall From Grace... I'm still mad at Netflix for allowing that to go on the way it did. Because, it's on BET. It's, on, it's not on Netflix. No, no. The, the Fall From Grace movie. The one that... Oh, oh. When she was like, oh, it's written in Ratchet. or Is that the one... I think I don't know what it was. It was the one that where there were like scenes where you could see the script, and then the hair was one way, and then it was a different way. It's like nobody did any kind of editing and post production. Or yeah, the scene where in the diner, and that man is literally eating, drinking nothing. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I feel, I think it's it's came up in my uh, uh, shows or movies you want to watch, and I already scroll right past it because I like I would watch Law and Order for like the upteenth time before I watch <laughs> it. 
I would never. I remember just sitting there in that scene with that white man eating, sticking a fork into nothing and eating it. I was like, this. There are freshmen at USC right now making their their, their um, thesis pilot show, who would have been got an F. Uh-huh. <laughs> that got any, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, Netflix, y'all, do y'all care? It made me feel like, do y'all care? Because y'all just let this get on TV. I, I, I just don't understand. And it, 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 when he says that, oh, I write, then they say, like, there's no writer's room. I write all my shit or something, something like that. And I'm like, it shows. It shows that you write your shit. Because it, you can always, I, I learned after now having, after having an editor, you need somebody to go through all that and be like, you just wrote this in this, or this just happened in that, or mm-hmm. this thing already happened six pages ago. Like you need somebody in there. And it's almost like Tyler Perry wants to say, I've done all these things just to say I've done, a, you know, I wear all my, all these hats. So give me my awards, you know? It, it just feels very, very odd. He won't get those awards with, you know what, I'm not gonna do that to him. Emily Daniels. I watched Precious by default. Like it, it was just nothing on TV. I haven't seen Precious since the, the movie, the, like, since I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Watched it again. I was like, okay, I cannot do this. It's a lot. A lot. Then I read the behind part. There was that one scene that wasn't really clear about what she was asking Precious to do. And I was correct. And I was like, oh my God, that's too much. That's too much. So it is, it's, it's just a lot. Like, First, she's, she's poor. She's, everybody's making fun of her because she's overweight. Then she has a, a, a baby by her uh, mom's little boyfriend. Yeah. Then she gets, what, she's HIV positive. It's just like, and she's, I don't want to say she's stupid. She's not very smart. Yeah, she and then she also had a she had a daughter before this kid. Yeah, she has two kids. Yeah, had a daughter with special needs. Yeah, yeah. It's just like okay, like there's it's something to be said that of black people who profit off of black pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. We get it. A lot of our stories and a lot of our history is written through struggle and coming out of that struggle. However, at some this we deserve to see stories that is born out of happiness or something of the sort. Because seeing the other it's so <sighs> exhausting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, why we don't have to tell these stories. We, 
especially we need to tell these stories. Like, do we need to tell these stories? Or can we tell other stories? I, I, don't I understand know. the need to, to tell that story. Yeah. However, it just can't be the norm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, why can't the problem be, oh, I don't want to go to the problem, I don't have a date. <laughs> or Right. Why can't we have like a little a little love story type thing? And I I know there are movies that are coming out or shows that are coming out that feature a black actor or actress in that kind of role. However, that needs to be the norm. It doesn't need to be the exception or this kind of, oh, this one shot off deal. You know, it's, it's just, uh, I'm tired of saying niggas struggle. Yeah, I, I watched a movie called The Hate You Give. It's based off a book. Uh, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, and I was like, I, I was like, you know, okay. I was like, okay. I mean, it makes me want. It makes me as a person who's a writer. When I have black people in it, we're we're not going down that route. We're just not going down that route. We don't have to. There's plenty. Color purple. Every, everything we got. Every. They're gonna come after me for this. Um, every what's her name? She just died. All her books of misery and pain of black folks, the blues eye. And, oh, uh, fuck! I could hear somebody, one of my friends, in there like, "How dare you?" Beloved, um, all of, I can see, I can see her oh. face. But it's not hitting me right now. But you know. All these stories and things, which which have, are great, and they're a great part of our American history when it comes to books. Toni Morrison. Yeah, Toni Morrison. I just don't want to always go down this path. And I think that we can now not go down this path. It's like how sometimes I feel like as gays, we don't always have to go down a super sexual path. We can actually do other things now. Because um, everybody knows we have sex. So right. But we don't have to always go down that same path. Because um, there was a horror movie. There's been two gay horror movies that Go down that path, and I'm like, why don't they always go down the trappings? But you know, it's it's. I I do hope that we don't always have to turn to our pain to sell things. We could just have a story like Sixteen Candles. Uh-huh. Black girls want to go to to go to the dance, or she wants to go out with the guy. Or can we just have like a a breakfast at Tiffany's? Can we have those type of movies? Um. Not a West Side Story, but can we just have like a a musical too, where it's just like, oh, I can't think of any musicals that were la la la, but just something where it's just like, it's a regular thing. It's not a dramatic, nobody's shot, nobody. <laughs> right, you don't have no single mother trying to go down to the welfare uh, department, <laughs> trying to get her stamps. No, she can't get her stamps. Christmas movie that had Jennifer Hudson as a single mother, it was, that, it was a musical. You know, this, I can't remember the name of that, but that was just like, okay, we're just doing the most. We could do a, a parody musical of just of stuff like that. Like going down to the welfare office and just... Having, like it's too much. It's too fucking much. Like, like yeah, having like Skid Row and um, Little Shop of It's like, that makes me think about like, hell. That was just kind of like broke down. I remember watching that. I was like, is it really that bad? Like this life in this movie? But I don't know. But who knows? Who knows what's coming around the corner? We'll see it soon. Maybe when all this is over, we'll get the black movies we deserve. <laughs> Maybe. 
I hope so. I, I think that um, this pandemic is allowing black creativity to emerge. Um, I've seen it on social media a lot. Um, like when it, when there's this kind of, I don't want to say law, but this uneasiness in society, then that's when really good art emerges. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully people are working on some stuff. Hopefully we'll see it. Hopefully y'all are sharing it online. I'm seeing a lot of nice art lately. There was this art challenge for drawing Sailor Moon and mm-hmm. a lot of different uh, ethnicities of, of that because, again, we don't have any on that show. Right. I saw an Indian uh, Sailor Moon. I saw um, a friend of the show, uh, Oh Hey DJ. I think he drew uh, he drew a, a lot of different uh, Sailor Moons. And if any um, creative departments or you know shows that listen to us, y'all need to uh, hire that man because he is really good at what he does. And he already, he, uh, him and a friend, I think it's Danny 8-Bit, had did a, um, a graphic novel, A Black Mage. It was really good. Yeah. They really yeah. need to get into it. So, yeah, people need to get a chance to see it. Um, I know it was out, like, it was out, like, several months ago. And you can go look mm-hmm. at it for Cosmicology. You know, check it out. You want to check it out. Um, but, yeah, y'all should you know, really do that because especially seeing a lot of black artists when it, you know, pop up when it, when these challenges happen is really a good thing. Um, I've made a bookmark just for the people like that. So I'm like, if I ever want to work with them or stay them around somewhere, I want to keep in touch with them because one thing I noticed that we don't have is kind of a, a people of color or queer collective of us as artists. Well, and black and queer, there is one for people of color, but Black and queer, we don't have those resources, and I think we need to collect those resources and start understanding who we are and where we are in the room. So that's something I think we, I would love to see that. It's something that I think somebody, or maybe we have to be us to do it. Well, I think that's all we really had, again, because the pandemic is not a lot going on. Um, but right, we ain't got No, but we do... For those of us, those of you who follow us on Twitter, we had to get another Twitter. Because Twitter's some bitch-made bastards. That's why that is. Yes, so Megasheen1, follow us there. You can still hold on to Megasheen Pod, but go to Megasheen1 for that. And also, our Instagram, people are coming on Instagram now, so. But it's also Megasheen Pod. You can follow us on Facebook at Megasheen Pod. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Our website will be debuted the beginning of next month in June. Look for that. Uh, you can follow me. I'm at Porter D.A. Pizzazz on Twitter. Victor's at Wonderman5. Um, wash your hands. Practice social distancing. Um, don't be stupid in this. Don't go like they did in fucking Missouri and have this nasty ass pool party with everybody eating and shit in the fucking pool. Ugh, that was disgusting. 
Yeah, I saw that. Or some of the bars are open. It was all packed. People not wearing masks, whatever. You know what? Yeah. Outback will be here. You can order that mess and eat that in the comfort. Right. You can get your blooming onion to go. And and eat it the way you want to. You ain't got to be. I'm I'm realizing now I don't have to be. It's nice to go somewhere and sit down and eat. But it's also nice to just live, but also be able to get the <laughs> same food and come home and eat it. Uh-huh. But they'll deliver it to you if you want them to do that. Wingstop is just as good at the place at home as it good as it is at the place. Or at the street corner, wherever you need to eat it. Exactly. All right, y'all. So y'all just stay safe. Don't get into the pressure. And we'll get through it. <laughs> we'll get through it. Yes, we will.